right. Do me a favor, if you would, just turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 3. We're going to get there in just a moment. Uh, Pastor Thomas started a series, uh, Unshakable, last week, and the message that he spoke on was joy. And today, the message I'm going to talk about or speak to you about is called Fully Awake. And so if you're not awake yet, uh, hopefully you will be before we leave here today. Otherwise, we've instructed the gatekeepers to tase you on your way out, <laughs> just to make sure. So... Um, Pastor uh, Thomas shared a scripture, uh, Hebrews, an anchor scripture for his message last week. I'm going to share that again. When God spoke uh, from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things remain. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that when you send your word out, it does not fall to the ground or return to you void, but it accomplishes exactly what you set it out to accomplish. And I pray that as the word goes out today, it would be a good seed sown in the fertile soil of our spirits to germinate and to produce a, 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 a blessing, an abundant crop, 30, 60, and 100-fold. Now in this season, Lord God, lead us and guide us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. When things are shaken by God, you need to be holding on to the shaker. God says, once again, I'm going to shake the earth. I'm going to do it. There's going to be a shaking that happens. And if you're not going to be holding on to him, not only are you going to be shaken, the scripture says you're going to be removed. So when God's shaking things, grab a hold of him. Okay, he's the shaker. And so here's what's, happening when these things are shaking, all these things are being removed, when everything that's being shaken around you, your God remains the same. The promises of God remain the same. The faithfulness of God remains the same. The word of God remains the same because God is immovable. He does not change. He is solid. He is, the scriptures say he is our rock. He is our strong tower. We, the righteous can run into him and be safe. God is our rock. He establishes his kingdom in you first and then through you next. And I believe, as I prayed for, over this message this past week, that this is the season that we really need to anchor ourselves into God's word as a ship anchors itself uh, to a rock in the midst of the storm so that it's not tossed by the waves and by the storm. We have to remain fully awake and not be lulled asleep by all the things that are going on around us. And just as we anchor ourselves to the word of God, we have to remain, our, we have to remain dependent on his spirit in this season. There's so much going on around us all the time. When you read the paper, you watch the news, there's so much negativity, there's so much hatred, there's so much division. There's so much frustration. You can eventually become numb to what's happening around you. In essence, you, you're lulled to sleep. I watched this podcast, and it's got a bunch of military guys in there, and they're talking about how during their training, they would see, um, these are special ops guys, they would see a whole bunch of, of violent things that were happening that the enemy was doing to innocent people and things like that, so much so that they became very numb to that idea. And it hardened them when they would go into these battles. They had no sense of, 
you know, feeling for the enemy because they had seen what they had done. They were, they were numb to that. And God spoke to me this week, Eddie, wake up. Don't get numb to all the negativity that you're seeing around you. Don't get numb to all the division and all the frustration and all the things that are going all around you. Wake up. In your own life, you can become numb because you're battling all kinds of personal adversity. You're battling uh, fear, anger, depression, financial stress. All those things can lull you into a sense of, well, it's always going to be this way. It's been bad for a long time. It's probably going to continue to be bad for a long time. You even begin to pretend on the outside that everything is okay. But on the inside, you're, you're asleep. You're like, this is just the way it's going to be. It's going to be rough. It has been rough, and it's going to continue to be rough. And so you, people come up to you, and they ask you, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm good. But on the inside, you're not so good. On the inside, you're hurting. You're, as, past, as, uh, pastor, as Damon said a minute ago, there's cracks on, all over you. You're, you're hurting. And God needs to kind of come fill those, that brokenness inside of you. It's time to wake up. It's time to get past the numbness, the white noise or the green noise that has lulled us to sleep. Here's the thing. You're not done you're not done. God is not finished with you. And the reason I know this is because you have the Spirit of God inside of you. And the Spirit of God is what brings the kingdom out of you. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 14 says, keep your eyes open. Wake up. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all that you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping through uncertainties, through economic uncertainty, through divisions. None of this is catching God off guard. It's not like God's in heaven going, man, I didn't expect that to happen. He knows what's happening. And he said, but you're part of an unshakable kingdom. Hold on to me as I shake the world around you, hold on to me and you will not be moved. I told you to turn to Revelation 3, right? Yes? Okay, cool, awesome. I was for sure, I was talking to the first service again. Um, Revelation 3, and to the angel of Sardis, the uh, angel of the church in Sardis, write this, the word of him who has given the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, you have a, re a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. Listen to the message translation, same scripture. Write this to Sardis, to the angel of the church, the one holding the seven spirits of God in one hand, and firm grip on the seven stars with the other speaks. I see right through your work. You have a reputation for vigor and zest, but you're dead, stone dead. Up on your feet. Take a deep breath. Maybe there's life in you yet. But I wouldn't know it by looking at your busy work. Nothing of God's work has been completed, and your condition is desperate. Think of the gift that you once had in your hand, the message that you heard with your ears. 
grasp it again, and turn back to God. I love this translation of this, of this particular passage of scripture because it's wake up and get up on your feet. Have you ever been asleep? When I grew up, I would hear a lot, Eddie, get up, it's time to go to school. So I, that, I knew that meant to get out of bed because he'd already told me that 10 other times and I still hadn't done it yet. Wake up, get up on your feet, take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath for me. Inhale, exhale. Maybe there's life in you. Now I heard a lot of you uh, inhale and exhale, so that means there is life in you. For the rest of you, we're not sure yet. Uh, we're we're going to wait and see what happens uh, tonight before we leave. The season that we're entering into, this holiday season, full of gatherings, full of family, full of friends, full of outings, full of busyness, full of celebration, all those things along with this numbness, this tiredness, this weariness. And for some of you during the holidays, even depression can set in and you go to sleep. I wanna encourage you today that if you'll listen to this message, not just hear it here, but allow God to minister to you here, you will wake up and you will find that that, weary, that weariness, that tiredness, and yes, even the depression will give way to encounters with God in this season to where you press in and you're alive and you're pressing into God and he begins to show you things in your family and your friends and the celebrations and the busyness and all those things. You begin to have God moments all throughout this season, but you have to wake up. When we do, we'll begin to see beyond the haze of the season and into what God is doing in us and then through us. For some of us, it's been a long year you faced all kinds of trials, all kinds of attacks, all kinds of battles. It may feel like everything has kind of been uphill, like you're going uphill every step of the way. Know this, you're here today because God is with you. You're here today because God is with you. If the enemy who has tried to take you out would have succeeded, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be there listening online you're still standing, or in this case, sitting. The enemy tried, but you're here. Wake up. Get back. God is not done with you yet. He's not through. The, the writer of the scripture said, the message you heard with your ears, what is it that you heard that drew you to God in the first place? Grab a hold of that thing again. Remember it. Turn back to him. We're gonna to go to Luke 9 there, so you can jump to Luke 9 here. But listen, I want you to listen to this. You're turning your, your Bible there or scrolling up on your app. Jesus had sent his apostles out in, in the Galilee region, region of Galilee to do ministry. And he sent them out and he said, I want you to go cast out demons. I want you to um, uh, cure diseases, proclaim the gospel, heal the sick, all those type of things. And so they went around, and, and it dawned on me that the region of Galilee in that particular area, it's about a 64-mile area square the day to walk around, but they're walking to all these places in Galilee to minister. They're doing what God, Jesus has told them to do. So imagine, listen, man, I get tired walking from the upstairs to the downstairs. I'm like, whoo, that was long. <laughs> I can't imagine walking for days on end, 64 miles, 
just every day, to min- then to minister, not just to get to a place, but to minister, to give out of myself, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to cure diseases, all those different things. They're working, they're doing the work of the ministry. He sends them out to proclaim the gospel and they're going to these villages all around the Galilean area. And for, from the, then from those villages, after they did that, they meet back up with Jesus in Bethsaida. And it's in Bethsaida where he, he heals or feeds rather 5,000 plus people. So the, the work doesn't stop. And at the end of the trip, at the end of that trip, he looks at them and he says, listen, I need you to take up your cross and follow me. And in my mind, as I read that, I'm thinking, well, what have they been doing? They've been traveling all over. They've been walking all over the 64 miles, walking back and forth and going into houses and ministering. They've got to be worn out. And then he goes, pick up your cross. And listen, the cross was a Roman form of execution that was as cruel as it could possibly be. He said, I want you, now that you've done all that, I want you to pick up your cross and follow me. In other words, I want you to pick that thing up and I want you to die for me. They're worn out. I have to, you have to imagine, just physically worn out. And we'll pick up the story here in Luke 9. About eight days after all these sayings, he took with, with him Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. Now, now they're exhausted, but now they gotta climb a mountain. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. And now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. So Luke said that instead of praying, the trio was heavy with sleep. And maybe it was the previous week's ministry that we just talked about. Maybe it was the climb. Some theologians say that perhaps it was the weight of God's glory in that place that caused him to kind of fall into this slumber, this sleep state. But whatever it was, suddenly they became fully awake and they saw the glory of God. They saw this great shining light around Jesus emanating from him. Peter would say later on in one of the, the second book that he wrote, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. They got to see the majesty of God there on the mountain. I believe that many of us have been like those three disciples on that day, having done the best to follow Jesus, doing whatever we could. We found you kind of find yourself feeling like, man, whew, am I always gonna climb uphill? I'm trying to do the right thing. You may have even said to yourself, I'm doing everything that I know how to do. I'm putting all of my energy into this and I'm tired. I had somebody come up to, up to me after the first service and they said, Eddie, he said, when you said that, he said, I kind of chuckled to myself because I said the very same thing just this morning. God, I'm tired. And he said, I don't want to do this next thing in the next season again. I don't want to start over again. I'm tired. And I looked at him and go, wake up. And he goes, yes, I'm awake. (laughs) Be encouraged this morning. Again, 
Jesus is with you. And I'm believing that in this season for you, that you're going to encounter, if you will wake up, if you will not allow yourself to get lulled to sleep, that Jesus is going to have an encounter with you in a new way. I believe and I pray that you enter into divine appointments in this season where what seemed was going to be a setback last season has just been a setup for this season. Luke 9.32, when they became fully awake, they saw his glory. How many of you want to see God's glory in this season? Come on. Two, three of you, five, four, five. Okay, yeah. come on. I'm, this means raise your hand, people. Yes, everybody. We want, well, we got to be awake. When we become fully awake, then we can see the glory of God. Galatians 6, 9 says this in the message. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Come on, this is the right time. Let's don't give up. This is the right time. Let's believe God together. This is the right time to reap a harvest. But here's the peculiar thing about fatigue. It doesn't always come from work or stress. Sometimes fatigue can settle in just waiting. Let's not grow weary and fatigued in the waiting. Jesus shares a parable about 10 bridesmaids who take up their lamps to meet the groom. And uh, you can imagine these lamps are, are, have to be filled with oil to give light. And, and for those of you who are maybe in here that aren't aware of those of you joining us online, oil is oftentimes in the scripture used to represent a representative of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when we pray at the altar, at the prayer, uh, prayer ministry at the end of the service, we'll, on occasion we'll anoint people with oil. And it's just a symbol of the Holy Spirit being present uh, there to heal or to deliver or whatever it is. And so in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus is describing what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he says, 10 bridesmaids take their lamps and they went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. And the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any olive oil with them. The wise ones took oil in jars along with their lamps. The groom did not come for a long time so the bridesmaids all grew tired and fell asleep. Listen to that. All the bridesmaids grew tired and all the bridesmaids fell asleep. At midnight, someone cried out, here's the groom, come and meet him. Then all the bridesmaids woke up and got their lamps ready. The foolish ones said to the wise ones, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for all of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So they went to buy the oil, but when they were on their way, the groom arrived. The bridesmaids who were ready went in with him to the wedding dinner. Then the door was shut. Later, the, the other bridesmaids came and said, sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, what I'm about to tell you is true. I do not know you. So keep watch. You do not know the day nor the hour that the groom will come. So it gets late, and they're waiting for the groom, and again, all of the bridesmaids fell asleep. Then suddenly at midnight, the bridegroom is announced. The, 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 all the bridesmaids wake up. However, five of them, the one that Jesus called foolish, have no oil supply for their lamps. 
And in the rush, they go out to purchase the oil and they miss the, bride, uh, the groom. At the moment of the bride, uh, bridegroom's appearance, the one thing that was needed, which they did not have, was oil. The problem of the bridesmaids was not just weariness from the journey, from the long day and the long night. It was simply that they'd run out of oil. All the brides fell asleep, but when they wa the wise bride bridesmaids woke up, they had oil with them. So not only do we have to become fully awake, we need to attend to the oil. And again, the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth, that anoints us for the work that we have at hand, to do the things that we need to do for God's kingdom. We have to be filled with the oil of the Spirit of God. It's not a one-shot deal, by the way. It's something that we do daily. Here's another example of what it means to have, of, of, about the oil related to the Holy Spirit. And the angel, in Zechariah chapter four, the angel talked with me, came again and woke me. Apparently he must have been like he was asleep. Like a man who was awakened out of his sleep. Oh, I was right. And he said to me, what do you see? Now, in this scripture here, this translation, when it says he woke me, it literally means like being wakened from a sudden state being, of being zoned out. So it doesn't say he was physically asleep, but he was kind of checked out. He was just kind of sitting wherever he was at. And the angel said, hey, come on, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. What do you see? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, 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 I see. Uh, hmm, this is what I see. In verse four, in, in chapter, uh, uh, chapter four, verse two again, he says, I see and behold a lampstand all of gold with a bowl on top of it, seven lamps on it with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on top of it. And then there are two olive trees by it, one on the right and one on the left. And I said to the angel who talked to me, what are these, Lord? And the angel says, you don't know what these are? And he said, no, Lord. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now that's really powerful imagery there because he sees this lampstand, the angel wakes him up, kind of rouses him up, he sees a lampstand and on, the, on my right and on the, my left, there are two olive trees and he's like, I, I see this, what is, what is this? And the angel goes, you, you don't know what those are? Now, by the way, th this Lampstand with the olive trees are still the national symbol, one of the national symbols for Israel. And he said, this is what I need you to say to the king, King Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And so again, olives. In this scripture, in this passage of scripture, the olive is the Hebrew word terith. And it says olive tree, but really, when you look at the translation, it's terith, terith, olive, olive, basically. So it's, we, we, we changed it to make it more understandable for ourselves. And this olive produced an oil that gave light to the lamps that were around it. But when you, when you look at the, the translation for the word in Hebrew, zarith, it means an illuminating oil. In other words, it, it lights by itself. It gives revelation. It gives light to whoever sees it. So it's a symbol, again, of the Holy Spirit 
to wake us up, light, and also to illuminate God's word. And he said, this is the word, the illumination to Zerubbabel, not by might, King Zerubbabel, not what you can do with your hands, not by power, not what you can do with your power as a king, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, here's what that means for you and I. When we wake up, that's the first part, but we have to be filled with the oil of God, with the illuminated oil of God, the revelation of God, so that when we see the word, we know what it means, we understand what it speaks to us, and we can do what God has called us to do. No amount of human effort in our own strength can we, get it, can we get it done. Not by our might, not by our power can we do it, but by the spirit of the Lord, it can be done and accomplished in our lives. Amen? Zechariah is fully awakened. The angel is illuminating and making known to him God's next move. And it's not gonna be by his hand. It's gonna be by the spirit of the living God. It's the same with you and I today as it was for him then. The Holy Spirit of God in his incredible presence is with you and he is in you and he is ready to illuminate God's word to you in this season. Wake up. If you've been feeling low, if you've been feeling weary, know this, God is extending the kindness of his hand towards you to cause you to become fully awake. He is making you come into his uh, presence to where you can experience the fullness of joy. He wants you to see the move of the Spirit in your life, not just in somebody else's life, but in your life. He wants you to experience, he wants you to experience the kingdom of God and his Spirit is going to lead you and it's going to guide you into all truth. He's the one that is going to cause the kingdom to come alive in you. No amount of energy, no amount of human willpower is going to bring that kingdom. It's by his spirit, says the Lord. When everything around you is being shaken in this season, hold on to the shaker. Allow your, lives, your eyes to be illuminated by the Holy Spirit to see what's happening around you beyond just the circumstance. Anchor yourselves to his word. Remain steadfast. God is not done with you yet. You're here today because God has a purpose and a plan. Stand up with me if you would this morning, please. As I was praying this week for this message, first off, I want you to know that God preaches to me too. He told me, Eddie, wake up. Don't let all the stuff that you see in the world today all the division, all the all that. Don't let that lull you to sleep. Wake up. I still got a plan and a purpose for you, for your family, for this church. And so I said, God, would you give me a word to encourage your people? And this is what I believe he gave to me. And I want to share to you. And I, I had somebody come to me after the first service and they said, can you send that to me? He said, because when I stood up, I began to experience a whole lot of pain in my body. And something was telling me, sit down, you don't need to hear this. And he goes, but I was determined to stand and receive this word. So I want you to hear, not only hear, but hear. 
And I want you to ask God what he is saying to you, speaking to you individually through this word. So I want you to posture yourselves right now to receive. And some of you may raise your hands. Some of you bow your heads. Whatever it is, just just whatever you do to get to receive from God, I want you to receive this word because it's a good word that I believe he gave to me from his word. God is your supply. His anointing in you has not been used up. In this season, you're going to begin to tap into the fullness of what he has for you. Wake up. His anointing is being released now over your life. The pressures that you've experienced up to this point, that weariness, that sense of falling asleep is no longer going to empty you. In the name of Jesus, you will become fully awake to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in this season. God is turning it around and taking that weariness, that sleepiness, and that pressure, and it's going to change into an abundance of fresh oil, lighting up, illuminating revelation to you in this season. You are no longer going to run on empty because God is your supply. God, I pray for these hands that are lifted, these people that are standing, these people that are receiving. I pray, Father God, that they have heavenly encounters, Lord God. Your sons and daughters have heavenly encounters today and tomorrow and throughout this season. I pray against the power of the enemy to lull them to sleep in Jesus' name. I pray that each person that hears this message, whether in this room or out there online, Lord God, would become fully awake to see your glory and the work that you are doing in their lives. I bind the spirit of heaviness and depression in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of anger and wrath in Jesus' name. I take authority over it by the blood of Jesus Christ and I cast it off of my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. There is no weapon formed against you that will prosper. In this season, you will receive the oil of gladness and you will be filled to overflowing so much so that you pour out on those around you and the kingdom of heaven becomes at hand in Jesus' name. I come against the, the yoke of bondage in Jesus' name of addiction. I come against it in Jesus' name. I bind it and I break it and I loose it off of them in Jesus' name. Your sons and daughters shall be free. And your word says that he whom the son sets free is free indeed. Do you receive it this morning? Give the Lord a clap offering, please, in Jesus' name. Listen. Take a deep breath for me. There's a lot more people alive this morning now than we started at the beginning. Please pray and meditate on this word over your life and ask God to speak to you. I believe it's a new season to wake up. Amen? Let's worship the Lord this morning. Thank you so much.